Welcome to the Connection Podcast. I'm Jason Keister, the show's producer, here with hosts Drew Boreen and Lexi DeLuna. Let's get ready to connect with somebody new today. Welcome to the Connection Podcast. We're interviewing Hillary Edmeyer of Springfield Third Ward today. So super excited to have you here. Glad to be here. Thanks. Uh, and we have um, some special guest hosts too. First time ever on the show. Round of applause, Camille Keister. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have somebody coming. Well, this is your first time hosting. First uh, time jo- hosting. Josh Crook. Uh, say hi, Josh. Hey, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's warm up a bit. Uh, general conferences coming up this weekend. What are you guys most excited for? I am super pumped to, I always look forward to Elder Holland's talks. I feel like he's just like that powerhouse, but also just so calming in the way that he like delivers his talks. So I'm always like looking forward to like, okay, like what's Holland going to bring to the table this time? Um, But I think just like having a weekend to just stop and not do anything else, just focus on conference, focus on um, like the words from prophets and apostles. And it's hectic and crazy with kids. It's like kind of impossible but at the same time there's always like little nuggets that i feel like that just jump out at me even though kids are going crazy so i'm just i'm excited for that excited to kind of have like a conference always feels like a reset for me Mm -hmm. so i'm excited for that i like that i look forward to uh music and the spoken word before this first Mm -hmm. session on sunday i don't know that is really cool yeah Brings back what, good memories. Yeah, what do you like yeah. about it? I just I like it because um, having served a mission on Temple Square, um, you kind of get to see how they they produce that, and just um, it always has a good message, and it's always nice to hear um, the choir sing. Nice. What about you, Josh? Well, I have kids too, so I'm excited to read them <laughs> when they come out and the ensign at, and pick up what yeah. I what I missed out on. So we we were there not too long ago. I remember that feeling of trying to hold out and and watch conference, and then at some point you go, whatever, we're, we're just gonna <laughs> listen to it in the car. And, yep, yeah, read it later. So it, it might be different for Reagan this time because when we went down to Utah for my brother's wedding, she got to go look at Temple Square, what was left of it because it's under construction. But she got to go in the conference center and look at it, and she and she was. It's way bigger than you think. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's pretty true. big. Yeah. I think it'll be it's, a little bit like different. Twenty thousand. Oh yeah, it's a football it's, stadium. It's yeah. What what year did that get finished? Um, was there? Oh, I think it was for the, the Olympics. Was yeah, it? it was in or, the two yeah. thousands. Like okay, it was I'm just, early early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering, Camille, when you served your mission, if it was done or yeah, not. It, it was. was. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I've actually played my violin in the conference center. Ooh. It was not wonderful acoustics <laughs> for like, <laughs> Wait, for what, like were, what were you doing yeah. i so I, i'm trying to remember what group i was playing with um i think it was just my my private violin teacher somehow had some hookup and um we played there like it was like i don't even remember i had some like orchestral number so i wasn't it wasn't just me it wasn't like a solo but um yeah but got they had like the you know they like will change the stage so it's like flat instead Mm -hmm. of having like all the rostrum and Mm -hmm. so yeah so it was like flat it was set up for the orchestra and we got to like go play there got to play in the tabernacle too the tabernacle was really cool did you play for like 
conference, a group of people? No, no. So it was just, just like a, a like a private performance. So like it was like, thing. yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. I don't remember why we were in the conference center. Um, the Tabernacle, I was in the Utah Youth Symphony Orchestra for a couple years. Mm. And that was just where they had their performance that year. They usually did them at the University of Utah, but there was like a conflicting event. And something, I mean, That's a bummer. Right. Yeah, I know. It was so hard to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like, it was it really when they cool. had like just music. Yeah. Because they do. They just, have people come yeah. in and do that. Yeah. I love Christmas time, mm-hmm. like Temple Square, all the different like groups that yeah. will come in. My dad yeah. got to like okay. sing in several of those groups. So we'd like go in and watch him. And my grandpa did too, actually. Anyway, it was, it's so fun. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, this is something I didn't even know about. So, I mean, Camille, you served on Temple Square. Is that just people, musical groups come in, all, yeah, in and out they, all the yeah, time? Yeah, they would like perform in the the tabernacle just little little conference or concerts here and there did they do like the assembly mm-hmm. hall during the year i know they uh-huh. do it yeah, christmas they do time them in there too okay. yeah yeah and then oh. like the choir would practice once a week in the conference or in the tabernacle the, in the tabernacle yeah. the motab do we still yeah, it was call like it open, that no <laughs> <laughs> you can't no they would open up their practice during the week to the public and so oh, people could great. just come and sit and listen and that's so cool. That's cool. That is cool. I this conference, I'm taking a little bit different of an approach. I I always enjoy it, but I I do feel like selfishly, I get really into the talks that seem to agree with everything I think and believe going into it. <laughs> that kind of reinforce the things I'm really solid on. And I think this year, what I'm going to try to focus on is those moments of cognitive dissonance where. Uh, the prophet or or one of the other general authorities says something that maybe challenges me um, in the way that I think, um, maybe in a way that makes me change behavior or change uh, my understanding about certain principles. So that's what I'm going to try. That's my what I'm going to make an effort for this conference. That sounds really cool. I like that a lot. I like that. We actually don't have any soccer games this conference, so we right? are around for like that's awesome all the session. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really really cool. Yeah, I tried to last conference tried to like just listen while watching soccer, and that <laughs> oh man, that didn't work. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> my parents did that; they pulled it off. Like when uh, my brothers would play soccer, they were able to pull it off. But yeah, no, that didn't work for me. <laughs> my kids are too young still. So yeah, but yeah. That's no, awesome, though. You know, soccer is so boring, right, Josh? I knew. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> too funny. Okay. Um, Hillary, I know that you guys have been in our ward for a little while now, but I, I do think, you know, you guys are relatively new. I think Camille and I are new, honestly, too. But uh, could you introduce yourself for people who don't know you, just where you grew up? Yeah, basic definitely. stuff like that. I was thinking about that the other day. I don't really think there's been many families that have moved in like after us. I think like the Schofields and our family moved in like around the same time, but I can't think of very many families that have moved in necessarily. Yeah. But nope. um yeah. And, and I keep telling people that too. If you move out, you have to find your replacement. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, 
Sherry Anderson actually told us that. She's like, we were praying for somebody to come in and we went for our Sunday walk and there you were. And so she's really cute about it. But yeah, she always says hi to me whenever she comes back to visit. Anyway, um, yeah, so I grew up um, in Utah. Um, we kind of moved around the state, but mostly in Grantsville, Utah. It's a small town um, just west of Salt Lake, one stoplight. Um, and the stoplight wasn't put in until like I was in college. So it's Ooh, like, fancy. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was a big deal. I remember like driving to the stoplight just so we could like drive through the stoplight. So yeah, it, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but yeah, super fun to like grow up in a small town. And it was nice because we were only like a half hour from Salt Lake. So we could still like do all of like the Costco stands, like big stuff. Um, got to go to the Salt Lake Temple growing up. That was like our temple for baptisms. It was really cool. Um, went to BYU, um, for, uh, my degree in finance and, um, got to be there during the Jimmer years. That was Ooh, nice. amazing. Oh. It was like, are you, are you a basketball fan? Or? Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not like super good at keeping up, especially if BYU is like not doing well that year, yeah. <laughs> then I don't really keep up. So I have no idea what's going on. I know there were a couple of really good upsets in the tournament this year, yeah. but like I... But Jimmer, Jimmer was a whole up. phenomenon that oh, it was. my friends who are non-members would text me about thinking I'm <laughs> somehow like an expert because... <laughs> Because he's yeah, a member, Yeah, because he's right? a member and you're a member. So, yeah, you must know him, right? Yeah. What, what was that time like? Because um, oh, obviously man. I didn't go to BYU. Uh, I went to BYUI. What, yeah. what was it like being on campus during that hype and it craze? Was, oh, it was amazing. Um, the uh, There would be, like, people camped out, like, overnight. Um, the student section was a first-come, first-serve. So they would camp out overnight in like in the middle of winter, like it was, you know, Utah winter snowy and they would camp out so that they could get like front row seats. Um, There were like so many things like the student section would do. Like there was always tons of posters. They had like these giant like head cutouts of like all these team members. It was always crowded. It was always rowdy. There'd be sold out stadiums like all the time. Um, And just being in that state, like it was just electric being inside like the Marriott center. It was just, Oh, it was so cool. I remember there was, um, a game. Brandon Davies had just gotten in some honor code trouble. Yeah. I remember that. That was big news too. That was, yeah. Um, that very next game BYU lost and it was like the most devastating thing. Like (laughs) I remember being with my roommate and her boyfriend and we like, we had gone to the game together and we walked home and we were all just like so ticked. I, we like literally just put on like running clothes and went running because it was just like, <laughs> and it was late. It was like, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I don't even remember how late it was. <laughs> and it was the middle of winter, but it was just like, this is just, it was, it was bad. I def, I'm like a little bit ashamed to admit this now, but I for sure cried. So <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was a rough game, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, loved my days at BYU. Football was like not as my freshman year football did really well. I remember we got to have college game day come, got to camp out and do that. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, I love BYU sports. Um, True blue cougar for sure. Justin told me to make sure to talk about BYU as much as possible. <laughs> so yeah, I think I've milked yeah. it enough though. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's where we met. We met in our singles ward at BYU. And then um after that we went to Texas for Justin to go to physical therapy school. Um and then after he graduated uh in the midst of pandemic shutdowns, we went 
back home to Utah briefly for a couple months and then came out here. So yeah, I um, work part-time. I work in finance and we've got three kids. Um, Lucy is almost seven. Um, Milo is four and Evan just turned two. And he's cruising. He He is is running all over the place. Oh my heavens. Yes, he is. He gets into (laughs) more trouble than either than Lucy and Milo combined. Like it is just, I, I bet today, actually he figured out how to climb on top of the counter and turned oh. on the oh. oven. Oh, oh. Yeah. so he's way more freaking, agile than I thought. He is. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. It's really that. stressful. So yeah, he knows how to turn on the kitchen sink on his own. He does. And it has to be full blast. Um, <laughs> he used to play in the toilet. Thankfully we've grown out of that. Um, and right now he's obsessed with his bike. So if I'm like trying to get him to come inside, I'll like pull him all the way inside the house and then I'll go to shut the garage and he will like run out of the house, jump on his bike and try to beat the garage door. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's terrifying. So yeah, he is so very active and, but he's hilarious. He's the best snuggler. He gives like the best, like goodnight kisses. Um, and he's just like, he's such a cutie. Like he is so sweet but he is also just absolutely insane he's going to be my emergency room kid i just (laughs) i just know he will be (laughs) everybody has one and and that's what you have to look forward to with your third kid yeah there you Uh, go oh i i we we should have stopped it gabe (laughs) that was our uh that was our try he was the okay let's stop but you know yeah 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 i love in soccer last year because mm-hmm. we would go with both of our kids i yeah. loved hanging out with him on the sidelines he, he was awesome he couldn't walk i want to yeah. hang out with him yeah this year he was awesome it's true and he i remember he like loves your beard like he he's like oddly obsessed with your beard yeah. but yeah i don't know what yeah. it, it was bigger than that's that true was it was longer it. then so yeah it'll be interesting uh, who isn't obsessed with josh's beard i mean, I, you know, I, yeah. I like it <laughs> it's not as good it. now there was a point where you looked like kind of a greek statue like with the ring just beard, the beard yeah. not the rest of the body yeah i don't know the Shoot. rest of the body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there there are moments yeah okay good there are moments with the <laughs> Yeah, he he. I I love that kid, and I love Lucy to death. She is awesome. She is. She loves Gabe. She does so much. I think we were talking about this the other uh, at at Gabriel's birthday party. Yeah, she is such a mom. She is in a very good. She totally is. Yeah, she has so many little kids that she just she'll like go to them and just like hang out with them all the time, Mm -hmm. and she's just like, oh, you're my buddy, and she just like locks on and she takes care of them um but yeah like at gabriel's birthday party there were like three or four different kids that at different times she was helping there's like one little girl will you go down this line yeah yeah like, they're like gravitated yeah oh, she's crazy. she's super super sweet and then milo is just he is hilarious he has like a smile that just absolutely melts mm-hmm. my heart like yeah. it is just like the cutest sweetest smile but his brain is always firing at like a thousand percent like he's just constantly thinking through so many things he's always building something just Mm -hmm. always he's got we had to literally make an entire shelf in one of our closets that's just his lego creations Uh, he's figured out if you put them back in the box yeah Yeah, right (laughs) we've got one of those it doesn't i'm I'm gonna say i'm sure it'll just get worse so yeah yep yep Yep. but i'm in the journey of that too yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, you can't put them back in the box hillary no they break so yeah he's figured that out and he made sure that we know it so yeah (laughs) it's fun yeah momming is the best 
It's exhausting, but it's the best. I want to dive right into a story about cookies because we've heard <laughs> one side of the story, but yes. we, we were promised that we would hear what you have to say about it. I haven't heard either side of this story. Okay. Well, you'll get my side and then you'll have to bug Justin for his I side. Feel, okay. He's getting yeah. a call. So I feel instantly this. like Hillary's side is the more accurate one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh All right. Gosh. Justin did pretty good, but he definitely told it with like his perspective so yeah um but yeah <laughs> no listen to justin's episode to it's hear true story. I, I haven't listened to that one yet okay there you go. I'll, I'll do he, that he does talk about it on there but yeah so um we had like they had switched our family home evening groups up in the middle of the year and so we had like talked to each other at that very first family home evening group and um i remember talking to him and like one of his other roommates and um and after that, I was like, oh, yeah, they were nice. Like, it might be fun to, like, hang out with them some more or whatever. And, and just, like, through different family home meeting activities, like, started to get to know them a little bit better. His roommate set up, a, like, a group outing to go to one of the BYU basketball games. And I remember um, – and this roommate's usually, like, he's really funny, really talkative. But that night, he was just really quiet. And so I ended up talking to Justin the whole time and I was like, okay, yeah, he's funny. He's really funny. And that was when I kind of figured out that I liked him. So I, and I don't like admit that very openly. Like I, I'm not like super talkative about that, but for some reason I told my mom and, um, and I felt like I was like, yeah, I'm like, parents always are just like, yeah, go on dates. And anyway, so, um, but yeah, so I told my mom and she was like, well, you know how to get him to ask you out, right? Like you just need to like take him cookies. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's like so desperate. I can't do this. So uh, she drove from Grantsville to Provo. It's like an hour and a half drive each way. She drove down with pre-measured ingredients, all like in a bag um, and, uh, she's like, okay, like, here you go. You have to do this now. And it was hilarious because she, I was like, well, don't you want to like come inside? Like I can make you dinner. And she's like, no, I got to get back home. So she literally just like drove down, dropped everything off, got back in the car and like drove home. In fact, I don't think she even came inside. I'm pretty sure she made me go out to her car and like, just like pick That's everything great. up out the window. And then she just left. That anyway, awesome. but yeah, so I just sat on it for a couple of days and then all of a sudden Justin showed up at church with his arm in a sling and I was like, perfect. This is, <laughs> this is amazing. Like tender mercy blessing right here that he's like, that he's hurt. in pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I took him the, the cookies that day and, um, it was like a Sunday afternoon and anyway, but yeah, so I took him the cookies and he's like, oh yeah, thanks. That's so nice of you. Whatever. And, um, that was on Sunday. On Wednesday, he called to ask me on our first date. And on Saturday, we had our first date. Um, and that date lasted like 10 hours. It was just Whoa. like, it was awesome. It wasn't planned to last that long, but it was just, it was awesome. We, we hit it off like really easily and it was really cool. Um, but yeah, but the fun part about that story is that he um, admitted later that he put the cookies in the back of his pantry 
and never actually ate them. So he just, (laughs) I mean, I still got what I wanted. So I like, it's a good thing that I did that. But yeah, as he was like telling me this, or I don't remember if it was during this conversation or another one, but he was like, yeah, my mom makes really good cookies, like especially chocolate chip. I love her chocolate chip cookies. And that's what I had made him was like chocolate chip cookies. And so I was just sitting there and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, (laughs) It's such a dude thing to do. Yeah. And the way that he said it too was definitely like he just didn't do it well like if mm. he could have very easily told me like oh yeah my mom like also makes cookies and they're really good but it wasn't it was like oh yeah i forgot to eat your cookies but my mom she makes really good cookies oh, my <laughs> so yeah yeah anyway i was actually just talking to my mother-in-law about this the other day so it's funny that we get to talk about it again yeah she was she thought that was pretty funny too but yeah that's my side of the cookie story. So not too different from Justin's, but a couple details that he. So how much does your mom remind you of her role in this whole thing? Um, She's like, she's pretty confident in her success. So she doesn't really rub it in. She just kind of is like, yeah, I know. Like, it's just very like, yeah, I, it is what it is. So yeah, she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't rub it in too often. But yeah. <laughs> just like you're welcome. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the real question is, do you still make Justin cookies? All the time. Oh, good. Yeah. Does he eat them? He does. But it's funny because he's he's gotten really good at like being sure not to eat too many cookies. So Uh, then I end up eating the majority of the cookies. But uh, yes. Yeah. So I just picture you serving him like on a baking show, like a TV show or something (laughs) like that. And just waiting like, oh, I wonder what he thinks. Yep. That was exactly it. That's how I I was so nervous too. Like I remember taking him those cookies and I was like, I don't know if he's going to like them. And it's funny too because like – well, his mom makes the best cookies in the world. I mean, so. yeah. So, like, how <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 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 to, like, have a taste test. Like, we need, oh my gosh. We need, like, what, three batches of cookies. There you go. That's a good idea, yeah. actually, next to uh, family reunion or something like that. There you like go. That. Yeah. Just, yeah. Everybody bring a batch of cookies and we'll uh, blind taste test. Let's see who's yeah. really the best. <laughs> And you got to have a I, Gordon Ramsay stand-in or something. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, I don't think my mother-in-law or I could handle the... the um, the defeat of like either winning. of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it would just be like too emotional. So I don't know if we could do that. But It'd it would be a really fun. sad day, yeah. It would. It yeah. would be really sad. That would be the oh, second uh, second most lame thing you've cried at. Right? <laughs> 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 uh, oh, that's hilarious. That's good. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, Josh, what do you want to get into? You, you had something you wanted to ask about. Uh, yeah. Um, in here you said something about uh, – so one of the stories was mental health and journey and self-discovery. Yeah. So I, after I had Evan, um, I ended up um, being diagnosed with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And I, I went, I, I was able to find like a really good therapist and um, talked with her. My doctor, like my OB was like so great about making sure that I had like good resources and everything. But anyway, um, but yeah, just in um, going to therapy and working with this therapist, um, just found a lot of ways that I had been struggling with mental health like my whole life and had kind of like realized it. Like I knew that I was a fairly anxious and stressed person, mm-hmm. but just didn't realize like how much it was actually affecting me. Um right. And I started to like do better. Like I um, felt like I was uh, – in a healthier place. And so I like stepped away from therapy 
Um, I also felt like my therapist and I were getting too much of like, it was getting too much like a friendly relationship instead of a professional one. And so it, it didn't feel like the sessions were like helpful anymore. It was more just like talking, chit chatting with your friends. Exactly, That's yeah. one quick way to, at least yeah. from my experience. Yeah. Once you start to become friends with your counselor, you got to cut them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is hard, but yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so I thought I was like doing pretty good. I think this was like in July or August that I like stepped away from this. Um, in the meantime, um, she had helped me kind of realize that I, um, likely have ADHD, Mm -hmm. um, which was kind of shocking, but in like doing more research about a lot of the symptoms, um, it winds up. Um, so in the midst of all of that, I was able to go to my primary care. She got me on like some great medicine that I absolutely love that also treats, um, depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I was doing good. I was like, okay, I'm set. Like I'm in a good place. And then, um, this last like November, December hits. And I, one of my big triggers is, um, my kids getting sick. So mm-hmm. anytime my kids get sick, I just start to like, think of all of the worst case scenarios. Um, and it just puts, it kind of like just I, I just can't focus on anything else. And it makes me really stressed and really anxious. And it got to the point um, where we were supposed to go to Utah for Christmas. And all I could think about was my kids getting sick and not being able to go on this trip to Utah. Um, my kids did get sick. <laughs> Lucy got sick right before we were supposed to leave. She got better in time for us to go. We got there, we spent about three days there and then Evan got sick. And so he was, and it wasn't just like a, like a minor cold. It was like fever for like four days kind of a thing. Like a, like a big flu. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I think it may have been the flu. I don't know. We never got them like tested, but Mm. it was just not fun. Um, but yeah, Evan thankfully got, to a point where he was like, okay enough that we were still able to come home from our trip on schedule. And then the day after we got home, Milo got sick. And so it was just like, but by the time Milo got sick, I was okay. I was like, okay, everybody's, you know, we've done our trip. We're good. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple weeks later though, I was, um, it was just like, actually it was only like a week later. I was in the midst of a really busy week at work. Um, I, uh, I don't remember what all was going on, but there were like several different things that were weighing on me. And I, I ended up getting so stressed and anxious that, um, I literally threw up like just from the anxiety and that had never happened to me before. And I knew that my mental health was kind of in a rocky place and had been for about two months at that point. But that day of just like being physically ill, um, and knowing that that's what it was, um, was the point where I was like, okay, it's time to, time to jump back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to find a new therapist. I, um, actually have a cousin that, um, owns a company that does online mental health services. Um, and so, um, she was able to get me set up with this therapist online. Anyway, his approach has just been like perfect for me because it's all educational. I don't go and talk about like I can talk about like what's bothering me or if there's something that's like come up. 
but he took so much time just like taking down all of my history and learning about who I am and what is going on in my life and what kind of like triggers me. And, um, and he's taught me so much. I've only been seeing him for like two months now and I only do sessions every other week. So I've only had Mm -hmm. like four or five sessions, but it's already just been like so incredible. And it's been really cool this time. I've been, I've focused a lot on being able to take the things that he teaches me and find ways that it correlates with the gospel or with the teachings of Jesus Christ or, um, backing it up with, with, with doctrine. And that has been a really neat experience. I think one of the most real examples of that is that, um, he has challenged me to take a moment every night and um and think of one thing that I'm grateful for. And just that practice of gratitude has made like so much of a difference. But the other thing that he's had me focus on is um also taking time each night to say, okay, like this is what went well today, but this is what I could do better tomorrow. And as he was explaining this, like these three things to reflect on every night, I immediately thought, okay, that's that's daily repentance right there. Um and so it's been really cool to have this um I guess like secular uh background of this doctrinal principle. Mm-hmm. And anyway, um as like the new year started and everything, um, I just felt really strongly that like some people will have like a goal for the year and some people have like a word for the year. And I just kept feeling like my word needed to be prepared or prepare like some, you know, and, um, and in so many ways. So I've, um, I think back to like the church for their children and youth program, they have like the four different goal areas. And so I sat down and I was like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a goal in each of those areas. But I did that like with a focus of like being prepared. So, you know, like physically, like I need to have um, a body that's healthy enough that I can be prepared for, for, I don't know, health challenges or whatever might come up. Um, spiritually, I need to be prepared. I mean, ultimately for Christ to come again, but in the meantime, you know, for faith challenges or questions that come up or different things like that. And so it's been a really cool approach to take for the year and to kind of stop and think like, how can I prepare and how can I use that as well to like strengthen myself, like with my mental health? Um, Yeah. I think that mental health has become such a big deal to me. I just, I never realized how much it was actually affecting me. Um, but I am able to like, look back on my life and see that there are so many ways that I was just living with anxiety and I didn't realize it. And, um, so now like having these, like this ADHD and anxiety kind of diagnoses, it's like, okay, it's given me kind of that, um, I guess push almost or like motivation to like to do something about it instead of just kind of I think for so long I just lived with it or like used small coping mechanisms versus like now I'm trying to find out the why I'm trying to find out the how and and I I think the biggest difference has just been relying on the savior this time and and letting him teach me and finding the ways that I can be prepared by strengthening my mental health. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I know this society's gotten better about 
yeah. helping people with anxiety. I mean, I'm I'm dealing with the same thing. And so they they always tell you like uh, it, sometimes it can be just like, you know, take a pill and it's supposed to fix all yeah. fix all your problems, yeah. which obviously it, it doesn't. It can help. Yep. Um but you know, how did you ask for help from your parents or your friends or, yeah. or your husband? Like, how did you, because with me, I talked to my parents several times about ADHD or anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, no, you just, I think you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you're, I think you're okay. You know, if you need help, you can ask us. Yeah. And it took a lot between Reagan mm-hmm. and I talking. So yeah. How I think- did you... That's a really good question. Yeah. So when I was a kid, like, like eight years old, mm-hmm. I vividly remember, um, my mom would a lot of times would like have the news on while she was cooking dinner and there would be different. St- I don't remember specifically like which stories would come up. I do remember there was like a tornado in Salt Lake and that one, like really that news story really rocked me because living in Utah, like tornadoes just does not happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, I would just get these like stomach aches and just like Mm. ache and just feel horrible. And so my mom would, you know, she was wise enough to like shut the TV off Mm -hmm. um, or switch it to something that was, you know, like put on a movie or something. This is back in the days where you couldn't stream things. So, (laughs) (laughs) but um, she would also give me Tums. She, and that became like my, I don't know if it actually helped, but it was my placebo. So it's Mm -hmm. whether it did anything physiologically or not, it made me feel better. So the whole rest of my life, whenever I would feel that like stomach churning feeling, I would take Tums even like as a teenager. And Mm -hmm. then it wasn't until like later on that I was like, oh wait, that's anxiety. Yeah. And the Tums don't help. Like (laughs) (laughs) different, different thing. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but, um, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So my parents were good to like be supportive like that. I don't know if, um, I think that for me too, the anxiety didn't come up in a regular, um, like time frame. Like it just, it wasn't consistent as a kid. It came up, but it wasn't like I was anxious all the time. Right. I would just have bouts of anxiety. It was particularly bad. Like I remember girls camp was, really rough. I hated being away from home. Mm. I would get like super homesick. Yeah. Um, and I think because of like the experiences I had as a kid, it's always around dinner time that I feel the most anxious. That's like my time of day where like my anxiety spikes. I'm sure a lot of that too is like, it's the end of the day, right? Like your brain's like, I'm done. Like just yeah, go to sleep. Oh like- <laughs> yeah. ADHD and anxiety, man, that'll it yeah. drains you. It Sometimes does. I get home and I just tell her, I can't talk to you right now. Yeah. Like, I have, like let yeah. me figure something else yeah. out. See, I'm the opposite where I have to talk it out. So uh, I, yeah, thankfully Justin's really good at that. Um, although I will say quick, funny side story. Um, I <laughs> have started, I'm just, you know, it's exhausting, like taking mm-hmm. care of kids and I am woken up at least twice a night by children. Anyway, um, but I will be like, we'll be like, you know, drifting off to sleep. I'll be like telling Justin a story Mm -hmm. and, um, I will totally fall asleep like mid story. (laughs) Yep. He'll he'll, like get up the next morning and I'm like, I'm so, I fell asleep on you again last night, didn't I? And he's like, yeah. Yep. (laughs) You did. You were mid sentence this time. So yeah, it was really good. But yeah, I remember the first time that it happened and I was just like shocked. I was like, how could I do this? How could I fall asleep mid sentence? Like, I can't believe I did that to him. 
And now it just happens all the time. Yeah. It's just like, it's, that's yeah, it. yep. it's just, yeah, it's just, it's what it um, is. but yeah. There's a, there's a book that I read a long time ago. Um, and it's, I can't remember. I think the author's name is John Kabat-Zim or something. Super okay. weird name. Uh, it's called Wherever You Go, There You Are. Mm. And it's a mindfulness book. Oh, I that's think. cool. Yeah. Super good book. I'll have to look that I, up. I read it, thought it was impactful. I had no idea that it was like super essential to my yeah. anxiety and stuff. And then I was, then I read it again later after I realized that I was having some of those issues. Super good book. That's awesome. That's really cool. It's a, it's a good book. You know, just, just staying there where you're at without, yeah. without, yeah, just being still. Don't, don't go anywhere else. You have to deal with this problem now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's something that I'm in the midst of learning is that, mm-hmm. that practice of like mindfulness. So I've been trying to practice that a little bit. I actually like had like a fun idea the other night to like take a couple minutes of just doing a mindfulness practice and then like doing scripture study. Mm-hmm. And my mind was just racing that day. Like I had like mm-hmm. a lot of like thoughts going through my head. And so to like take those like five minutes to just like stop and not yeah. think about anything and then jump into like reading scriptures. It was like really cool mm-hmm. to be able to like shut off all these other things that were bothering me. It's hard to shut yeah. it off. It's yeah. so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. For me, mindfulness means like focusing on like just the different parts of my body and like what I'm physically feeling like, yeah. Oh, my feet are touching the ground. And that's exactly what my the butt's in the chair. Yeah. yeah okay. It does, yeah. It does that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but that's the only way I can shut it off is just to like, and, and I can feel like my brain drift and it's like, Nope. Okay. We're fo- back to the toes. Back. Like, let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. So yeah, I'll have to look that up. I'm glad that's you brought one. that up. Have okay. you thought about, cause I think one of the things you said was you're, you're you'd be watching the news with the, with the TV and you mm-hmm. could, turn the TV off or change the channel. Yeah. Have you, has it, I don't want to bring any anxiety into you, um, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to still ask because it might yeah. be good because I get anxious about it mm-hmm. is it's pretty easy. You can just flip the Wi-Fi switch. Yeah. Like nowadays, That's true. but like as kid, as my kids get older, I'm inundated with an insane amount of stuff between, and I mm-hmm. am fairly limited on social media. Yeah. Um, and I still get a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you know what? how, what and how, and, you know, how are you going to, do you have any, does it get you anxious when you're, you're like, <laughs> so my you're kids are going like... to grow up and, and possibly, you know, be feeling the same way I did when I was oh, a kid, yeah. mm-hmm. but how am I going to shut it off? Because I mean, for all we know, we could have chips in our head from Elon Musk <laughs> coming up, right? The Neuralink or whatever. Yeah. No, but like, you know, it's a good thing I think that you 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 understand, but how mm-hmm. how do you think you're going to be able to like you know upgrade with the times and help your yeah. kids out so that they you know maybe they realize earlier or can handle it better? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think that um, one thing that I've already tried to do a little bit with Lucy is when she when she's like feeling upset, um, I don't like try to make her feel better. I just say like, okay, like, tell me, like, what do you want to tell me? What do you want to talk about? Like, how does this feel to you? And I'm not perfect at this. There are a lot of times I'm like, oh, you're okay. It's okay. Like you're, you know, I try to like brush it off because sometimes it's things that in my mind are like insignificant. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But obviously to her, it's a big deal. So I try to be patient with that. The social media part though, like, I don't even, I don't know. Like I try to be really careful about what I follow and what I do, Mm -hmm. but I, 
I mean, I didn't get a Facebook account until I was like, I think a junior in high school. Oh yeah. Um, it wasn't even a thing no. until then. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be a whole different ball game. There's yeah, going to be they, a whole world out there that yeah. she's experiencing or mm-hmm. that my kids are experiencing that I, I don't not necessarily going to have control over. Right. Um, I think that forbidding things is also dangerous because then mm-hmm. you just make them want it more. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but at the same time, there needs to be healthy boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't think that I'm definitely not going to like, let it be a free for all, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how we're going to handle that. At this point, we try to be really careful about, um, all technology needs to be used in the, in an open area where like mm-hmm. the whole family is. We've talked with our kids. Like if there's ever anything that comes up that makes you feel like you shouldn't be watching this, like you just mm-hmm. unplug it, you turn it off. And you just bring it to me. Like Lucy has mentioned when I brought this up to her, she's like, well, but how do I, I got to close the app. I'm like, nope, you just push the lock button and you bring it to me. I'll take care of closing the app and deleting mm-hmm. it and getting rid of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Um. I That's think that, good. yeah, I think being in that public space, hopefully mm-hmm. will be like a helpful rule. Um. But yeah, I don't, I, I think this is just going to have to be a step-by-step thing. Cause I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the trust them coming to you, like not being like, oh, I yeah. gotta hide it because I feel uncomfortable. I think that was that's probably yeah. really good that they, they can feel okay coming to you. Yeah, and I think that's built around so many other things too, besides yeah. just technology. So, oh yeah, I agree. I don't know, Keisters, what are you, you're a couple of steps ahead of us. What are your thoughts? Yeah. No, we we struggle <laughs> with it too. Um, but I read this book that was really impactful for me. It's uh, called The Shallows. Okay, um, and I think it's a Christian author, actually, but he he talks about the impact of social media on our mind, uh, particularly in the context of our faith mm-hmm. practice. And you know, the basic uh, theory of the book is that social media technologies keeping our mind in a really shallow place where we're really just thinking about minute mm-hmm. to minute, maybe even things that really don't have an impact on our life, but drive a lot of anxiety and fear. And they build on this idea of our mind can live in a few different places. It can be in the shallows, it can be in this place we call the midlands, and it can be in the depths. Mm -hmm. And the shallows is social media. The midlands is where we evolve to think a little bit more about kind of our worldly or or the concerns of our life, our our day-to-day, you know, uh, what kind of job do I want? How are my kids doing at school? Um, you know, the things that are important to think about. Okay. Um, and then the depths where we actually think about more profound things such as, and what's my relationship with God? Like, how does God view me? Um, how am I being led by the spirit right now in my life? Mm-hmm. And the, what they talk about in the book is a lot of us never get to the depths because we're caught so much in the shallows. Yeah. Um, and it just had a profound impact on me because I think a lot of the time my prayers actually are or have been in the shallows or or the midlands where I'm praying, God, help me through this situation. Help me, you know, I'm, I'm worried about work. I'm worried about my kid's school. And I, I think God wants us to bring those things to him. But I think to really build a true relationship with God, we have to go a little deeper sometimes. And I I think we have to be able to just sit there with God and say, 
how am I being led right now, God? Um, or moments of appreciation, you know, you just see a, a beautiful sunrise or something and say, thank you. This is awesome. I, I love the world that you made for us. Um, or moments where you're working through something and, and how do you view me right now, God? And, and Ooh, I like that one. what are the, what are the steps I need to take? Yeah. I think, I think for me, even just sitting back and saying, God, am, am I saved? Um, I'm getting emotional here because, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I think that has really helped me. Um, and what I, I try to convey to my kids, I, I don't think maybe that level of thinking, and I don't know if they're ready for that yet, but I, I tell them, if you're bored sometimes, that's good. Yeah. You need to be bored because oh, yeah. amazing things are going to happen when you're bored. <laughs> and <laughs> I, like I, I, I see it with our kids because when the social media goes away, uh, our youngest, Owen, is is like that with like Milo, where it, it his mind starts going a million miles per hour, and he starts thinking of these projects, and um, uh, that's what we're trying to do. Are we successful? I don't know, Camille. Are we successful? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think we're always our own worst critics, so I'm sure you guys are doing a wonderful job. But well, thank it, you. honestly, your boys are always stuff. like so amazing they've always been like really really sweet kind kids i remember vividly i will never forget there was a day in primary and nobody had been assigned to talk and levi's like i can do it and just off the cuff he comes and like gives this (laughs) talk he like tells about this like wonderful like spiritual dream that he had he like had a scripture ready to go like it was amazing and i was like are you kidding me you just like (laughs) pull that out of nowhere he like yeah, surprises me sometimes yeah. with that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. What are you going to say? Like, yeah. <laughs> we had this one yeah. kid when Jason and I taught um, primary when we were first married. Um, we had this one kid in our class. I think we had, what, six and eight-year-olds or something. This kid came up yeah. and gave a talk. He went up to the, like, in primary, I think it was. He's like, I'm going to tell you a story. About who was it? Like Nephi or something? I think it was about Nephi and and Laman and Lemuel. But it's not going to be like the story you remember. (laughs) We were like, what? Yeah, he said it's not how you think. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. And it was a made-up story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Kids and their brains. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. I had a couple of other questions about mental health because um, I I talk to people about it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Did you ever feel there was a moment going through depression, anxiety, where you had trouble feeling the spirit or connecting mm-hmm. with God? Yeah. So there was actually um, at like that height of the anxiety when I had that day where I was like physically ill. Um there was a day that I told Justin, I don't even remember what it feels like to have peace. I don't remember what it feels like to not feel like my whole nervous system's on fire. Like I, Mm. and I couldn't, I I couldn't remember. And, um, it was weird because it was like this, like memory in the back of my head. It was like, I could feel that it was there, but I couldn't touch it. I couldn't get to it. I couldn't feel it. 
And then um, all of a sudden there was this moment where I was like, that's the temple. Like, that's what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the temple. And, um, and that like kind of like snapped the, that like that string for me, like, and it wasn't like, you know, instantly, like I was better, but it was like, okay, like I can stop and I can think about the temple and that can kind of like bring me back. But, um, yeah, I definitely, I think in general too, in my life, I feel like I'm kind of in a waiting period. Um, I think for so long, our lives have been, you know, what's, what's the next thing? Like it was, you know, first we have to finish undergrad and then grad school and then get a job. And now we're kind of just in this space of like, there isn't Uh the next thing on the docket right now. And just that kind of that, that holding it feels like a holding period to me. I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it actually is or if this is just life now, but it just feels like this like in between space. And so I think that combined with that um that intensity of just like darkness was definitely limiting. Um I didn't realize though until after how much I was like missing feeling the spirit. Um I think to back to when like shortly after Evan was born and, um, those first like, um, moments of that postpartum depression, I think, I think I thought that I had the spirit with me, but then I, uh, when I was in a place where I was doing better, it was very clear that I didn't. And I look back now at some of those pictures and I just, don't feel like I recognize that smile that I had. And it wasn't, didn't those pictures don't feel like a genuine smile. And, um, yeah, it's definitely been an interesting experience. I've heard people talk about that, about like when they are in the midst of these like mental health issues that they just don't feel close to the spirit or to Christ. And I think I like kind of fooled myself. I think I told myself, Mm -hmm. no, I'm okay. I'm not that bad. Um, but being in a little bit of a healthier place now, it's like, okay, yeah, actually that wasn't good. And that wasn't there. So, but I kept doing what I was supposed to do, you know, like I kept praying, I kept, you know, listening I, at the time, you know, with a brand new baby, there's not a ton of time to sit and mm. read scriptures. So I would like <laughs> listen to like, LDS living podcasts or like listen to the come follow me lesson for that week. And that was kind of like my way of staying, trying to like stay connected. And those moments definitely helped, but yeah, it was rough. It was hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I hard. said, you couldn't remember what it felt like to have the spirit. Cause I totally empathize with you on that. Yeah. And the, the, the cool thing is that it goes the other way around as well. So there's mm-hmm. going to be a time when you go, when you're, you're, you know, you, your life is full of ups and downs and stuff, but you you go so far forward when you're doing good that you're like, I don't remember what it was like to be in the depths of despair. I can totally see how that would be true. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, it was a little bit, it's a little bit more obvious just because okay. it's part of a growing thing. But yeah, yeah. You, you start to come out of it and you're like, yeah, I don't remember what that's like. Yeah. And, and you, wor- cool. you work harder to, you know, stay to out keep of it, it too. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, yeah. I know now I'm yeah. not going to not going back that way. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that thought about the temple and I think everybody has their own way, but for you, how I'm understanding is that was a method of getting a little unstuck. 
Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. Mm. And it was really cool too, because once I was able to like, just even just thinking about the temple was really like pulled me out. Um, we had a chance to go and do a session in the middle of February. And at that point, like I was feeling much healthier, but still that it was, it was so cool to be there. And, um, and that, yeah, it was just, it was a really great timing to be in the temple too. Um, and it just, yeah, the whole day was just really, really great. And it was definitely like pulled me out even more. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Camille, let's go to one of your questions. Okay. Um, well, we can switch like subjects. If you let's like. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, pull us, yeah, pull um, us out. And we'll... Yeah. Okay. So totally different direction. You wrote something about an embarrassing moment in high school yeah. on pajama day. Yeah. So was I was, my family teases me all the time for being like a big klutz. Um, I don't fall down the stairs. I fall up the stairs. Um, like, <laughs> that was always a big thing. Anyway, so in my high school, um, there is a hallway that has a like a, a ramp to it. Um, and uh, I don't – I wasn't typically like one of those people like dress up for like spirit week, but I was on student council. And so I had to. So I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all out. So I wore pajamas. I had slippers. I like <laughs> – you know, I think I don't even, I think I'd done something weird with my hair, like something, you know, bed heady anyway. <laughs> so I had this specific teacher and she was amazing, but she was also like a little bit crazy. Um, she would do like the funniest things, but one of the big things for her was like, if you were tardy to class, then there was more than just like being marked tardy. There was some kind of like a consequence. So one year it was, um, if you were tardy, you had to do a rap battle. Like you had to write your own rap and you had to battle someone. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about anxiety. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was never late that year. (laughs) Yeah. And in general, like I'm a fairly like, you know, type A personality, so I'm not generally late, but that. That year, no, like I was Ooh. not going to be late to her class. Um, but this year it was um, push-ups. So like wow. for every minute you were late, you had to do five push-ups. Okay. And it also applied to like anything during class that you were doing that was disruptive, like talking, anything like that. There mm-hmm. was one day that a kid got up to like 150 push-ups and Holy like cow. in increments of like five. So he like, <laughs> we just spent the whole class with him doing push-ups and wow. it was like ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, I'm running late. The bell rings. Part of her rule was if you can beat her in the door, then she won't mark you tardy, even if the bell has rung. So she, the bell rings, she comes out and she's starting to shut the door and there was me. And then there were two other boys behind me. Um, and so we all just start running cause we see her and she yells, <laughs> she's like, you better book it. And so we're running, we're running. And then I, her classroom was right at the bottom of this ramp and I go to like, stop myself because I'm like running like full blast and I go to stop myself, forget that I'm in slippers and end up just (laughs) sliding. And she was closing the door. And so the door jam went literally like just straight down my body, like, like right down the middle of my body. It was the most painful thing. (laughs) And I was like wiped out flat on my back. Like I literally like hit the door and like fell straight back on my back. And I was just laying on the floor. Like what just happened to me? Like I was totally just like, out of it the two guys behind me run and jump over me to get into the classroom (laughs) and my teacher was in hysterics like she's on the floor with me laughing like (laughs) laughing her head off because she can't even get up and anyway 
the other two that jumped over me still had to do the push-ups because they jumped over me instead of helping me. So uh, she got really yeah. mad Life at about that. Yeah, That's exactly. Good, good. Yep. Man. But yeah, it was it was hilarious. That was like one of my favorite like embarrassing moments. But yeah. <laughs> so you didn't have to do the push-ups. I did not. Okay. She I think she even gave me some extra credit, if I remember correctly. So the hustle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah she doored you. She I did. I did not realize how much that could hurt. But yeah, and it was so funny because it was literally straight down the middle of my body. Like man. could not have been more like oh man linear. It was crazy. Anyway, but yeah. Fun times. That's a good, that's a terrifying story. Sure. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was. It was oh, man. Yeah. I think we're, we're on the topic of school. You had another question about school, Josh. Yeah. Um, uh, you said if there was anything you could redo in your life, it would be high yeah, school dating. It would be. And yeah. I agree with you. So tell me, <laughs> what, tell, tell me what your version Agreed. is. Well, yeah, yep. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, no. So I ended up. And, you know, like living in Utah, like everybody kind of has like a lot of these same standards. And um, yeah, so there was a this boy that I liked and um, we tried to like dance around that whole, you know, standard at the time of like, you know, no single dating before the age of 18. So it was like. I remember like my parents' role was like that I could like go on two dates with him and then I'd have to go on a date with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And um thankfully I had friends that really enjoyed like going on dates and they understood that like me and this kid were like basically dating. But anyway, <laughs> but it was just ridiculous. And then it was um we got to like the point we had been like a thing for a I don't know, a while, almost a year. Mm-hmm. And then he it was like, well, you know, I feel like we're probably not uh, making the right or like, are, are we going to date or are we not? Like, cause I yeah. don't want to keep doing this like in between thing. And you know, you've keep, you say that you don't want to date, but we're basically dating. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I like went home and like prayed about it. And honestly, I didn't even need to pray about it. Like I knew like what oh, I should yeah. do. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so we, we ended up breaking up, but then, um, and uh, he just like kept yanking my chain, like just pulling me back and like, mm. oh yeah, like let's go on this date. Let's do this. I think I still like you, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it honestly like went on for like years. Like he wrote me on his mission. I'm like, why are you writing me? <laughs> oh my goodness. And then yeah. like he got back from his mission. Let's hang out. And then he wouldn't talk to me for like months. So it was just ridiculous and it was horrible. And I spent way too much time wasted mm-hmm. on the what ifs of that relationship that yeah. like I wish it had never happened. And it wouldn't have if I had just like we could have just been friends and had fun dating if I right. had just made that choice from the beginning. So right. yeah. I think that I definitely learned a lot. Mm-hmm. but i don't want to have learned it that way right so <laughs> trying to yeah. find all the loopholes and, and yeah. instead of just yeah being a kid right yeah, yeah. Right. yep so yeah that was kind of my experience with that oh yeah, yeah. awesome yeah, yeah they, i feel about the same way <laughs> Wait, what did, yeah what do you regret so i was <laughs> i was in i was in idaho we lived there we moved here we moved to uh, louisiana and i was in sixth grade so I'm going to make this super fast. Um, and we, uh, but it, it, even though it's the Bible Belt, you know, Mormons are not considered Christians in the Bible yeah. Belt. And so we ran into that in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, uh, it was just, I felt ostracized. So I tried to date and mm-hmm. didn't and I ended up getting stuck. Stuck. Whew. I ended up getting, uh, you know, just hanging out with people in, in my ward that yeah. was like 20 people total. And so it was just, it was just awkward and I focused too much on it and it was 
it's just I cringe. I cringe so hard. Yeah. Like high school yeah. is oh, so awful. <laughs> I caused so oh, much stress for my parents. Like if I would have just been like, let's go to school, play soccer, and make some good grades, and yeah. then just move on, it would have been so good. But yeah. you know, kids. And, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I feel like that's another thing too. Like you know, if somebody had like told me this back when I was sixteen, exactly. I would have yep. been like, oh, okay, great, thanks. Like, and my parents did. Like, it was oh, they yeah. were really, really great to let me make my own decision about mm-hmm. everything that I did. They did have like some rules and boundaries, but it was always my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, it it yeah. But yeah, when you're a yeah. kid, it's just like yeah. yeah. It's so hard. I I still remember the emotions of the time and you, everything feels so weighty. It, it feels like you get in a relationship with somebody and mm-hmm. this is the person I'm going to marry. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I wish. And you're a freshman. For me, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, and and uh, I, I wish going back to that time, I could tell myself, like, just focus on getting used to hanging out with a variety of different yeah. people and building relationships because that's all it's going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, there may be that random person that dates their high school sweetheart, but for the most part, you, you're just going to hang out and learn how to be a person. Yeah. And I think that remembering that those stories are like a dime a dozen, you know, like I think that, mm-hmm. um, people assume like, oh yeah, high school sweetheart, that's going to be me. But that doesn't happen that often. No. Like, I think everybody knows people where that happened, but it's not. Only because it's rare. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. No. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. I think the other thing that I regret was also a high school story. Oh, yeah. But you had another thing. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. Tell me. So, um, I, my sister and I are only 14 months apart. Ooh. And um, it, that has meant that our relationship has had some really high highs, but it was also some real lows. Low lows yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but there was like, for me, a, like a huge turning point in our relationship. I was a sophomore and she was a freshman and it was the last day of school and I was hanging out with my friends and um, she came up to me and we had like an open campus and mm-hmm. where I was walking, I remember I was walking from like the seminary building back to like the main building and like it's the last day of school. Nobody's like actually going to classes. You're just kind of walking around mm-hmm. and signing yearbooks and hanging out. Yeah. So she came up to me and she's like, I just really need to talk to you. And I was like, well, okay, talk to me. And she's like, no, I need to talk to you alone. And I was like, I I'm like in the middle of something. Like, can't you just tell me right now? And she's like, no, just please come talk to me. And I was like, you can tell me now or not at all. And she was like, okay, fine. And she like left. And I felt like kind of bad at the time, but I didn't really think much of it. Went on about my day. We like all went out to lunch after school. It was like a half day. So we went out to like the local Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then I got home and I walked into the house. And I remember seeing my mom sitting on the couch with my sister and I don't remember exactly how the conversation went down, but in my mind, I remember my mom coming up to me and being like, do you realize like the day that your sister just had? And I was like, no, Mm. like what's going on? And it turned out that my sister had lost her yearbook and like had looked everywhere, couldn't find it. And the reason she wanted to talk to me alone because was because she knew she was going to cry, like telling Mm, me this. And she was like, I'm not going to tell you this in front of all your friends. Anyway, the guilt that I still feel guilty about that. Like I, so I, from that like day on for me, that was like a huge shift in our relationship. Mm -hmm. I talked to her about this once, like a couple of years ago. And she's like, I barely remember that. that So I'm really grateful for that because I feel like that was like my biggest jerk moment of like my life. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, "Yeah." but yeah, my sister and I are (laughs) like, we're absolutely best friends now. I, my phone log would show you that she is my most talked to person. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah, yeah. it is. And it, it makes me think about Kirsten Woodward gave a talk in state conference and it was actually about preparing kids for a mission. But okay, yeah. I I remember one thing she said was sometimes they come to you with the most important questions or concerns at incredibly inconvenient times. <laughs> oh yeah. It it can be ten thirty at night, whatever. And it it really made me think because for our kids, when they come in that late, I just say, out. You just oh, yeah. went through. <laughs> You're stalling. You're stalling. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it made me reconsider a little bit. You know, they're not in the same time frame as me. They may, mm-hmm. this may be a really important moment for them. Yeah, that's a good point. And I don't know. I, I think this is the same with our friends and family. They, if A lot of the time, it's a very inconvenient moment for us. And going back to that mindfulness practice you're talking about being present mm-hmm. yeah and just so setting aside what you're doing and and just i still strive for that i'm i'm not good at it but yeah i think that um you mentioned earlier too like um when we were talking about like high school relationships and just being able to um get to know lots of like different groups of people mm-hmm. and i think if you like stop and look at your family like you've got there's so many different personalities and families and oh, yeah. i think that that's a huge like learning ground and mm-hmm. i think that taking care of that is so important and i'm very grateful like i'm very lucky that my family has done like a good job of that we're all really close but i i know that it's only because we've all like made that effort so yeah family's huge and i agree that like taking that time to just stop and listen is incredibly inconvenient sometimes but totally yeah how how many siblings do you have i'm the oldest of five Okay. So, okay. So yeah. am I. Okay. All right. You're the old. Oh yeah. yeah that's probably it's we get fun. Along. Sometimes huh? no. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I had a little bit too much fun with it. Especially yeah. if you ask my siblings, they I, I think my brothers especially still see me as the bossy big sister. So mm, yeah. 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 Awesome. I was mom number two. So, but thankfully I had my <laughs> yeah, sister cool. right there with me to be mom number three. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I hope. I don't know. We might. I'm probably more resented than she is for that, yeah. but principal yeah. assistant principal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Goodness. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Super fun. Oh, we're, we're at about time. Just, do you guys want to get into anything else here? What kind of books do you like to read? Oh, this is if you would like to, or if you could spend the day, what would you do? Yeah. Without time. Or oh with gosh. all the time. With all the time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love <laughs> to read. It's been so long since I've been able to like just stop and read. Mm-hmm. Um, my all-time favorite books ever is always going to be Harry Potter. So, yes. Okay? Yeah. Awesome answer. Cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> love Harry Potter. Um, I don't know what I would read though that's like new or like current. I would have to do so much like research. I know that like Nothing. I overheard somebody talking about like a list of books the other day and I was like, I haven't even heard of these. Like yeah. I am so out of touch with it. But I think that's why I would want to spend a day reading yeah. is because I just haven't been able yeah. to for so long. Are, to wait, 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 yeah. are you going to play the new Harry Potter video game? Oh, I want to. You can come over My, to our house and play it. Okay. Reagan wanted Sweet. it. You guys can bond over that. Hey, awesome. <laughs> Although when Justin hears this, he's going to invite himself too. So yeah, <laughs> we'll make Justin it a big Justin and I can do it on a different day. There you There's go. There's multiple Perfect. profiles. We'll be okay. Perfect. That sounds even better. Um, yeah. No, I know my brother-in-law is like really um, trying to convince his wife to buy it for him too. So mm. Hopefully you could steal yeah. one of our consoles and we wouldn't know it was gone. For <laughs> Perfect. Months, Even yeah. better. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm not a huge gamer. I 
Super Mario Brothers is the life for me. Uh, but yeah, I think it looks like a really cool game. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm excited about we it. We separate yeah. storylines. So, so we it's, know it's, it's good. That's awesome. We know what house Josh and I are in, but yeah. we haven't done <laughs> oh, you guys. Right. What? Yeah, I I don't remember what house I tested. Actually, I think I might have been Ravenclaw, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. Does what that ring you? true for you? I, okay, I took the, does it feel right? I, yeah, I don't know. Does it feel yeah, right? Do right? We yeah. Should we put a sorting hat <laughs> yeah. on? I think I'm too. I I don't have enough courage to be in Gryffindor, but mm. I think that like I definitely have always like really loved learning and um have found like the challenge in that really exciting. So I think Ravenclaw would be like. I think that's a, a good, good fit. fit. Yeah. I think that's a good fit. Yeah. Ravenclaw sounds right. I, I just did that official test online oh, you did? after hearing where you good. Can find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it put me in Hufflepuff. And I told <laughs> Levi, he's like, yes, yes, mom, yeah. you are a Hufflepuff. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even mean? know what that means. What's the stigma behind that? That's yeah, so it's the internet. Yeah, yeah, that is I don't funny. know if I want to know. So yeah, I think awesome. I told you that I'm floating between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, depending on the day. Depending that's, on the time. I think that's yeah. a really good point, too, because it it does change depending yeah. on the day. Yeah, yeah. it does. But I, yeah. I do feel bad for Voldemort. And I see his side of it. Please. Yeah, Jason's <laughs> favorite character is Voldemort. Well, uh, <laughs> let me just funny. say, Don't... besides all the trauma he went through, he spent so much time on those horcruxes, and then they just ruined him. <laughs> they, like, that is a really good point, actually. Order. Like, that would be really infuriating. But yeah. still, like, yeah, he's, he's a jerk. Yeah, he killed people to make those horcruxes. Yeah, I think he I, left that part out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. But it, it, did, it just took a lot of work, and they just undid it so fast. Uh, it's frustrating. That would be frustrating. It was six books. Six, six. Books. They were seven, speeding through those horcruxes books. left and right. Seven. He's just mad because he sorted some Legos of Owens, and Owen undid it all. So uh, <laughs> he knows how Voldemort feels. <laughs> You're gonna get, never mind. That's true. I do have That's a Voldemort so costume I can wear. Oh, there you go. Oh. Does it take your That's nose awesome. off too? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's I, pretty creepy looking. It is really it's, creepy looking. Yeah. That's Let's, really cool, actually. Is yeah. that gonna be Halloween this year for church? I, I, oh, it's hard to top Deadpool. I feel like that was <laughs> that was a really good. That's awesome. Well, I'll think of something. It would be fun to do a Harry Potter theme sometime. Yeah, yeah. So Milo was actually born on Harry Potter's birthday. Ooh. And so there's there's just lots of Harry Potter in our future, in our awesome. family. So, yeah. Are the kids into it? Um, it we they, haven't let enough? them watch it yet. So yeah. they're very, um, they're easy to startle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like the nice way to say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we haven't, we haven't let them watch anything yet. I think Lucy's getting close to being ready for like the first book. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll read it with her for sure. I am when I was a kid growing up, my mom would like sit in the hallway and she would read to us like before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would love to like do something like that. With have my you kids. seen the new illustrated? We yeah. have all five. I was say, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my well, goodness. <laughs> so the most betrayed I ever felt in my life. And um, there's, there are a lot of moments, but the most <laughs> was uh, oh, when we bought those books, the illustrated ones, uh-huh. and we had this plan. It, it to read as a family and we found out that levi late at night was sneaking out oh, yeah, oh, he was reading them. to he read the books and watch the movies yes he started watching oh, the goodness. movies without us oh my goodness and wow before he would finish the book we're like that's sneaky. child is he still being punished to this day because that's a criminal offense 
<laughs> I was always told as a kid to, I had to read, if I wanted to watch anything, I had to read. You read the, the book first? 100% every yeah. time. So I had to do that with Lord of the Rings, which was really difficult. Oh really? my gosh, but, yeah. Well, yeah, I was like 11. Um, I'm glad Harry Potter is your favorite, uh, yeah. favorite series. I love Reagan it. and I yeah. love it. That's awesome. It's good. I love that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've got to give Lexi her Taylor Swift shout out. So. Okay, I'm going to do that too. Bringing it up. We're reaching that yeah. point I know. I texted her. I was like, hey, like I'm going to be on the podcast tomorrow. She's like, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> she was really sweet. I was like, okay, well, we can talk about the Eras tour later. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we'll, did you we'll get tickets? On that. Oh, no, no, no. no. I'm not that. Uh, I, I not wish that I had the it. money to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I've had friends that have gone and have shared videos mm-hmm. and I've like watched them over and over. Cause really? She's like just an insane performer. I've heard it's, it's like, like really amazing. Well, and it's like three hours yeah. that she's up there and she's doing well, it like every weekend <laughs> from now to August. And I heard she's wearing really uncomfortable shoes. I, you know what? <laughs> I don't doubt it. A lot yeah. of the costumes I've seen have been like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know if I'd ever go, but yeah. Like concerts aren't my thing. We have yeah, listener like- feedback uh the last, I don't know, five to six episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's all been Taylor Swift for like, <laughs> like Oh my goodness. <laughs> like you would expect they'd say, Oh yeah, I really enjoyed what Josh said about whatever. Right. No, it's yeah. just like I like Taylor Swift too. <laughs> Exclamation point. Maybe our podcast our second well, podcast needs to be about Taylor Swift then. instead. Yeah, Taylor yeah. Swift. Yep. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Uh, your favorite color is pink. It is. There was mm. one day in college where I got to class and somebody was looking at me funny and I stopped and realized that I had a pink backpack, a pink MP3 player. This is back in the days where you know, oh, yeah. we had those. The good days. Um, pink headphones, pink earrings, pink shoes. <laughs> Holy cow. It was like everything was pink. Like I think I was, oh, and my coat was pink. I forgot about that. It was pink and white, so it wasn't like too. But yeah, every like except for like my jeans, everything wow. was pink. So, so that's yeah. interesting because I don't see a whole lot of pink nowadays. I don't what wear happened? a lot of pink nowadays. I've kind of like mellowed it out to more of like a mauve. If I do wear pink. <laughs> a so, grown up you know, pink? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes, a more mature pink. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Yes, but yeah. yeah. It, do you like uh, Princess Peach? From I Mario. mean, yeah. Like, okay. you know, like Princess Peach. Yeah. She's in all pink and then she's got blonde hair. So, yeah, yeah like I do. So, yeah, definitely relate to her. So, she's, I mean, the, she's the only, I get infuriated if I can't have Peach for a Mario Kart. <laughs> she does have long, a good cart. Yeah. yeah. As long as you don't start, you can't relate to her too much. You can't drive around I mean, like her. Yeah. And that's true. And I've never been kidnapped. She's irresponsible by sometimes. Somebody, so, <laughs> yeah. Like an Italian plumber. Right. To be yeah. fair, like, yeah. I think that much in common. <laughs> I think Peach makes a lot of poor life decisions. That is a really good point. Yeah. She's a little bit, uh, yeah, aloof. Like, uh, you know, how many times can you be kidnapped to where you're like, okay. Right? Like, you know, but maybe she wants to be with Bowser and like Mario's just like. I feel like Mario's getting, getting played in, in this whole thing. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, Never thought nice about guy. that. And then Luigi's even worse. He's just kind of like the, <laughs> He's just like the tag along. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, the Mario movie comes out this weekend, right? Yeah, maybe we'll get oh. some yeah. answers. There we go. Um, okay. That's right. I forgot that's coming out. That's exciting. All right. Well, should we do the last question? Let's do it. The last question. Did one of the boys want to ask it? Because I see Owen and Lee by there. Oh, do you want to ask the question, Owen? They're trying to distract us this whole time. <laughs> You guys were trying to distract us. Oh, those are my shorts too. 
Great. We're at that point in life. <laughs> you just graduated. I've worn these shorts like five times. That's awesome. Uh, Hillary, how has being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ uh, helped you strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ? I it, I love that question, and I love that it's like consistent every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I have absolutely been blessed by being a member of this church. I think that um, my life would look so different without it. I think I I really hope that I would still be drawn to Jesus Christ. Um, but I have just been incredibly blessed to just feel of like the knowledge of the truthfulness of the gospel in my life. And um, I felt comfortable with it in my life and I have been able to feel my testimony grow in that and to be able to draw closer to Christ through the things that I learn um, through this church. So yeah, I, I am just every day grateful that, um, that I, that my parents and that honestly, like my ancestors, we're pioneer family on both sides. And so just really, really grateful for those that made those sacrifices so that our family could be be members of this church. That's incredible to me um, to have the knowledge that we have of eternal families. I think that'll, I just, I love my family so much and, and they're obviously a cause of my anxiety, but they're also like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like my absolute greatest joy. So to know that I get to keep them forever is the most comforting thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think our youngest son, Owen actually does want to ask a question. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, context here a little bit. So how do you know Hillary? What do you know? What do you know her from? Uh, She's my primary teacher. Yes. We have fun. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think we have fun. I don't know. Do we have fun? Do you enjoy it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right. What do you, what question do you have for Hillary? So on the on the children topic, okay. how do you stay so calm with your young children? Oh, that is a really good question. If you were to see me at home, I would I'm not as calm <laughs> at home <laughs> as I am. But I try really hard to remember that they are not mine, that oh. that they are um that they are heavenly fathers and that I have been given the chance to have them as like a stewardship and to try to help them to be the best that they can be. So I try to remember that and that helps tone things down a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. That's a really good question, Owen. Glad you asked. That's a good uh, that's actually a good point to end on because it is bedtime and I'm going to try to remember that <laughs> as we go forward. All right. Thanks, Hillary. Thanks yeah, for being thank here. You guys. Oh, that was super fun. Um, it was. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Thanks, Camille. Thanks, Josh. Josh is coming back. Good. good. Yeah. <laughs> you did a great job. It was fun to chat with you all. Thanks. Good. Camille, are you going to come okay. back? You're going to do one? You're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Tapping out. This was, was, this, this was a one-off? All right. I think your switch is calling your name over there. Right. The there you go. Cool. Hey, All no. right. <laughs> good night, everybody. This episode of the Connection Podcast. We're on most podcast carriers, so please like and subscribe. The show's art is done by Joel Boreen, and the music is provided by Drew Boreen. We look forward to connecting to you next time. Until then, take care.